0: I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, welcoming you to Season 5 of Seder Stories, the official podcast of Holy Cross Athletics, presented by UMass Memorial Health. It's summertime in Worcester, but we're already looking ahead to 2023-24. Believe it or not, we're about three months away from Holy Cross women's hockey getting back out on the ice. They'll be opening their season October 6th at Union. So today in our Crusader coaching profile, We're joined by Holy Cross Women's Hockey head coach, Katie LaChapelle. Now, Coach LaChapelle is entering her fifth season with Holy Cross Women's Hockey. She's guided this program to unprecedented growth in Hockey East. Last season, she led the Crusaders to six league victories. That's the most in program history. And she's also one of the great American coaches in women's hockey. She's a mainstay behind the bench guiding USA hockey at the U18 level. She won silver and bronze with her teams at the last two world championships. She's all over the hockey world. So it's great that she was able to sit down with us today. I have so much to talk about with you coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Great to see you again.
1: Thanks Kevin. Great to see you too. It's uh nice to to start talking about hockey again uh, we've had a little break here so getting back to it
0: okay so you're a jet setter all over New England with Holy Cross all over the globe with USA hockey does the summertime finally give you some downtime?
1: yeah it's, it certainly does I think taking a, a little break from some of the USA hockey things that I've been fortunate enough to do in the past and uh this summer just trying to take a, a little more time for for me maybe and a little more vacations and some things like that I'll my parents uh, still up in, live up in Maine, uh, where I grew up and uh, are out in the lake. So I'm looking forward to that. And then I've got some aunt babysitting duties at the end of July with my nephews as well uh, for a couple of days. And, and so I'll, uh, I'll uh, make sure I'm, uh, I'm prepared and rested when I have those days because they get a lot of energy. But um, yeah, it's certainly uh, able to relax a little bit uh, in between recruiting trips and phone calls and everything. So it's been a nice summer so far.
0: That's great. Family time is so key when you can get it. The good news is there's a lot of momentum for your program right now. Two wins over ranked teams last season, best finish in hockey East since joining the league back in 2018. I know over the last week or two, you're lighting up the phone, starting to talk to the next round of recruits. Where are you telling them you've seen the most growth in this program and, and and where can you take it next?
1: I think some of the the bigger things for us, like, it's just that the talent level for us just continues to grow. Um, we've always had a fantastic compete level really from the start of the program. You know, when I when I came in here, you know, well, geez, it's six years now with two as the, uh, two as the associate head coach when Peter Van Buskirk was here. And just to see the growth Uh, from that. And then, and then the four years that I've been the head has been really something special. And I I think it's the, the piece, uh, the piece off ice too, like just getting more of that kind of, you know, competitive edge and that confidence that, you know, we are in every game and we're not just in it to be there. uh, We are in it to win every single game. And I think that's grown year to year and our, our young women and our student, you know, our student athletes know now, Hey, we can, we can win every game. Um, We've just got to figure out a way to do that. And uh, scoring more goals will help and uh, a little less defensive breakdowns will help. And those are things that we've certainly grown on a lot that are going to be some keys for us this year.
0: I'm glad you mentioned the young talent. Freshman defenseman Casey Borgiel was named Hockey East All-Rookie Team last season. Just the second player in your program's history to achieve that feat. What would you say puts Casey ahead of so many other freshmen in a league that's deep with young talent?
1: Yeah, she plays with a ton of confidence. We always talk about those are like the biggest things, like playing at the pace and that compete level of the next, you know, the next level because you're going against... Well, this year sometimes it was a 23-year-old, sometimes it was a 24-year-old, you know, because of the the fifth-year rule in in uh, with teams having some grad players, and and then the, that last piece is the confidence. If you can come in right away and play with confidence, and Casey certainly did that. If she doesn't come in with the confidence that she has, you know, she probably still has a good year, but not not as as good a year as she had and and playing in all situations for us and really being um, someone that we relied on all the time. And and she just when you when you meet her, like just her personality, she's ready to go. I don't think there's a moment that's too big for her. And uh, I think that's a, a key to being able to come in right away and play.
0: We could see that confidence really paying off in some great games against BU last season, including a victory in the snow at Frozen Fenway. You were actually coaching Team USA in Sweden at the World Championships at the time, but your associate head coach, Meredith Roth, guided the landmark win at Fenway. I'd love to know how you were following that game from afar and, and also how valuable that experience and that exposure was for your program.
1: It was a, an unbelievable experience. I felt like I was there because of how much they talk about it and, and brought it up, and just um, just to have that feeling of playing in such an, a historic venue, and then that just a really big moment, and that's the biggest moment that we've we've played in since our Hockey East era. So I think you know, or just the, the biggest feel of a moment, you know, for for them, and uh, so certainly I think that showed a lot of i'll say maybe improvement or whatever whatever we want to call it um to be able to to stay in the moment during that game with everything going on around you and the 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 venue that you're in and uh and be able to to have that win and you know i spoke with our obviously kept in contact with devin and meredith and ryan the entire time and the feeling that they said the team had like you know they said the they just played and they were like, Hey, we got to do this. And we got to do that. They were dialed in, you know, really just dialed in to play. And um, I, I really thank Meredith and uh, you know, for helping out and, and kind of taking charge and, and Devin and, and Ryan obviously had to step up as well and, and help out. And um, you know, little things like before the game, I gave them a call when they were on the, on the bus, going to the game, I was getting ready to go to bed. Cause I was seven hours ahead or six hours ahead and we had a game the next day with T- team USA. So I was trying to figure out how to watch it uh, over there. And, and I just couldn't, I couldn't find a site that, that I could watch it on. So I'm following along on Twitter right before the game, Meredith, they, they FaceTime me with all the kids or a bunch of the kids and they were down at the, you know, at ice level. So that was a pretty special moment for me, even though I couldn't be there, you know, to, to be included in that. And um and then just watching, uh, I was watching on Twitter, trying to just follow our feed and the game was supposed to start. And I'm sitting there like, Oh man, did it rain? Like, is it, did they cancel the game? Like I had no clue what was going on. And uh, I think that was about at one o'clock in the morning. And at that point I was like, I, I just gotta, I have to go to bed. Can't, can't stay up. Cause if I'm tired tomorrow, everybody's going to know why. Uh, Cause I wasn't responsible and uh, I stayed up to watch, but But I woke up in the middle of the night and checked Twitter and and saw we won. And at that point, I was probably up for like an hour watching all the highlights uh, on Twitter and all that. So um, it was really special uh, to to hear, you know, Maddie Beck um, had a great uh, interview after just about how special that moment was um, to her and the team and you know, when they talked about, they didn't talk a lot. They obviously talked a little bit about the win, but they talked about how they'll remember that moment forever with each other. Um, Obviously the, the win is the, the, you know, the icing on the cake, but the feeling and the moment they had, like that's something that that group will have forever. And when they see each other at reunions in 20, 25 years, they're always going to talk about that moment. They've got a picture of, uh, of uh, actually it was Maddie Beck and the leading the team out. Uh, right out here in the hallway. Um they've already got one up. The school did a great job of, of getting that, get getting that one up already. And I just think that that's such a special moment that like who knows, who knows if Holy Cross women's hockey will have that moment again. Um, hopefully, you know, it rotates around and they keep doing it. But you know, that could be 10 years, that could be 15 years. But, you know, so it's certainly a, a fantastic moment. And I'm really happy that that they were all, you know, able to experience that.
0: Now the payoff was tremendous. And those photos of those purple sweaters in the falling snow at Fenway, I was ringside at frozen Fenway. It's almost impossible to describe the atmosphere and, and the experience to to people that aren't there. So a wonderful day for your program. And, you know, there've been other awards this year as well, beyond just accolades in hockey East. And record-setting wins in league. The Sarah Devins Award is presented every year between Hockey East and the ECAC. It's a $15,000 postgraduate scholarship, and your senior forward, Carly Bienik, earned the honor just a couple months back. I'd love to get an idea from you just how much of a lasting impact she left on your program.
1: You know, the thing is, that whole class, obviously Carly really stands out with some of the things that she did, but that entire class um, left an Unbelievable footprint on this program. From they, they demanded more from the second they walked in here, their freshman year, and they demanded it from all of their teammates. And they really just helped our our program grow tremendously. We're really going to miss that entire class. But, um, Carly's a really just a special human being, and you know, it's it's you don't realize sometimes all that the student athletes are doing, and and you know, you you're chatting with them all the time, but then they're like, oh yeah, so I. Um, I'm an EMT and and I have lacrosse, you know, I've got women's lacrosse at seven in the morning or six in the morning or, um, whatever it may be. And, And you start finding out all these other things that, um, that she was doing along with hockey. She's a, she's a head RA, you know, like you're just, you know, okay. That's, that's in itself tough. You're doing that with hockey. And then you find out she's an EMT on campus. So now you're like, okay, EMT RA, you know, what else are you doing? she was fortunate enough. She was, um, and I don't, I don't want to mess up exactly what she, she did this summer, but last summer, but she was um, she did some research at UMass and their research. It was uh, regarding like health and fit in the health watches and, you know, along those lines. And so the, the head of the research said, Hey, we, we were selected to present um, at the American heart association, science sessions in Chicago. I can't go. I want you to go for me. Wow. And so, you know, Carly, she comes in, she's like, Hey, it's this weekend, but we're playing, I think we were playing Merrimack and I'm like, well, we'll make sure you watch us when you can. Cause you're going to that. You're going to that. I mean, it was just such an important event that, you know, she's just okay. She's nervous. And, you know, she got out there and she absolutely rocked it. And, you know, she's pre- presenting to, the people who she wants to be, she's presenting the doctors and that's what she wants to do. Um, so she has that. And so all of those things, all of her community service hours, all of that adds up um, into just someone that is so deserving of the Sarah Devins Award. And uh, we're really thankful for the Devins family um, for choosing Carly. And you know, I just, I just think that impact that she left from a standpoint of our young women Okay, this is this is what it means to be a Holy Cross hockey player and a Holy Cross student. We help people. We do everything we can to make um, our area around us better, our community better. And Carly certainly did that. And that whole senior class did that. And all of our other classes have seen that have seen them do that for the last four years. And so now that's just what our team does. Um, we were fortunate enough our team uh, I forget the exact number but it was something over around 700 community service hours we had the most community service hours for a sports team at Holy Cross this year that's something that we're really really proud of I'm not taking anything away from the other teams because all the other teams had so many the student athletes at Holy Cross just do an absolutely amazing job um, giving back to the community and, and you know I think Carly's one of the leaders, quiet leaders in that. Like I said, half the stuff we didn't even know that she was doing and that we're like, Hey, you got to record that on your community service hours. We want to win, you know, but, uh, but certainly when your younger players can see, this is what it means. It's not, it's not just how you are as a hockey player, what you do on the ice. And then talk about Carly as a hockey player, you know, she was consistent every single game. We always knew what Carly was going to do every single game. And and sometimes that meant going against the other team's best best offensive line. And she had to figure out how to shut them down and and she did. Um and so we were really thankful for her in that entire class, you know, just for the the lessons they left the rest of our team off the ice.
0: No question, impressive student athletes and I'm sure Carly will put that scholarship to great use. Let's take a break. When we get back, we'll talk with Coach La Chapelle about her national path through women's hockey coaching, plus a look back at her early days on campus with Peter Van Busker. That's next, right here on Seder Stories.
2: At Fuel America, we've created a place for people to gather, to share their stories. We are a destination, and we are a starting point because Fuel America is not just our name, it's our mission. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us. That drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope. To provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone. To redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Wegmans Meals To Go
3: makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit meals2go.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is
0: with real red wine vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. Whether you are looking at hosting a birthday party, corporate or youth team outing, church group, or just a night out with some friends, Holy Cross Athletics has just the experience to make your event unforgettable. Holy Cross Athletics offers a number of interactive group experiences where your groups can even have the option of adding food and drinks to your experience. For more information, please call 1-844-GO-CROSS or email us at tickets at holycross.edu. 2023 Holy Cross hockey season tickets are now on sale. Secure your seat all season long at the Heart Center rink. Learn more about season tickets at GoHolyCross.com slash tickets or by calling 1-844-GO-CROSS. Welcome back to Seder Stories presented by UMass Memorial Health. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, joined by Holy Cross women's hockey head coach Katie LaChapelle. Coach, you've worked all over the country in college hockey, started out with assistant coaching jobs at Union, Niagara, Ohio State. When you graduated from Providence after a great playing career of your own, did you already know coaching would be a lifetime pursuit?
1: Yeah, I I think I I probably knew it in in high school. It was either that or, or teaching or guidance counselor or something along those lines. Both of my parents were teachers. They started off as health teachers and gym and phys ed teachers, and then they worked their way into. My mom uh, was a principal at a uh, middle school, which is probably one of the toughest jobs on the planet the, with that age group. And then my father uh, was a, a long time assistant principal turned principal as well. But they both coached. My mom actually coached. Uh, my mom actually played college basketball at University of Illinois, um, and my dad played a couple sports at University of Maine Farmington. And then they both they both got into coaching. So my mom coached a little field hockey at Bates college. Um, but more so coached, um, at the, the rival high school. Uh, my dad was at Lewiston high school. My mom was at Edward little high school. Um, and, uh, my mom did some field hockey and a couple other sports. And my dad was, um, you know, I I'd say, I would call him a legendary coach in Lewiston, uh, won a, a bunch of state championships as a coach. And, and he coached a lot of really good hockey players, basically, you know, growing up, um, you know, coaching Adams and mites and squirts and all that. And so, um, I was really lucky to have that influence, but I, I just, we, had, they owned hockey camp and in the summer, that's all I did. And uh, I worked at that and then, you know, went to college and honestly, I, I didn't, I don't know that I, maybe, maybe that was the path, you know, like I, people would say, hey, what do you want to do? You know, I think maybe I want to teach or maybe I just, but like, I think deep down, I just knew I wanted to coach. And, you know, end of end of my senior year, a couple coaching jobs were open and my my, you know, coach Jackie Bardo said, hey, what do you think you want to apply for some of these? And she helped me out. And uh, I went on a a week vacation uh, with some of my uh, my friends. And then I moved to Schenectady, New York, start coaching at Union, maybe about 10 days after I graduated. Uh, wow. I, I had taken that job already and and then m- moved my way out there. And uh, when I was there, I actually coached, I played field hockey and hockey in college. So I, I got, I was coaching both my first, uh, my first job, which really? is actually really fun. Yeah. Coaching field hockey and hockey there. So, uh, but that, that's how it started. And I haven't looked back. I haven't wanted to look back. I haven't wanted to, you know, ever uh, think of doing anything else. I, I love this job and there's um, lots of highs and, and there's certainly some lows and, Um, You just keep plugging away. But I I think if you uh, love coaching, you don't want to be doing anything else. And so this is, this is it for me.
0: (laughs) Well, there were a lot more highs than lows during your time at BU former head coach, Brian DeRocher, just retired a couple weeks back after 36 years combined as a player and coach at BU. That's a real Terrier legend. You spent almost a decade working together. You won five hockey East titles, with the Terriers. What was it like switching sides and coaching against coach Derosier when you got here to Holy Cross?
1: Yeah, I I love, uh, you know, Brian, he's one of the, the best human beings and you ask anybody about Brian and that's, you don't even have to ask him how he is. The first thing someone says is what a fantastic human being is. And I learned, you know, it's when you're coaching every stop that you make as an assistant, you want to make sure you're learning um, you know, and, and taking what you you think you need with you or what you want to take with you. So I've, I've been very fortunate for everybody that I've worked with. Um, and I think the biggest thing, I obviously take a lot from Brian, uh, he's a legend. But I think one of the biggest things I took from Brian um, is just the way he treated people was unbelievable. And the way he was able to get the players to play for him just for being him. Um, and just for being positive. And um, I remember about halfway uh, through the time I was there, someone it uh, was at, we played in a national championship and somebody wrote an article on him and the title was sometimes nice guys finish first. And it was so fitting for Brian because, you know, he just does everything right all the time. Um treats people right all the time and I, I can't say enough, you know, positive things about him and what he has helped me in in learn in my career and has helped me get places he's helped me get to in my career. Um, you know, I still reach out to him. Uh, he still checks in. Um, you know, it's not a one-way street. he still checks in with everybody. Um, and, uh, and so it was sad to, to see him, you know, retire, but I know he's got a few grandkids and, um, you know, I think ready, ready for that, but, um, it was really fun, uh, playing against him, you know, coaching against him. And, uh, like he got his, uh, geez, was it, I think it may have been his 300th win or 250, 150th win against us. And. I had, you know, Marie Philippe Poulin, Holly Lorms, a couple of the ex-players from BU are are texting me, you know, ribbing me a little bit about it to let, you know, hey, you let Brian get get the uh, his a big win against you guys, and um, you know, I wasn't really happy to be a part of that end of it, but I was really happy that he was able to, um, you know, achieve everything that he's achieved, and I think the hockey world, you know, will miss him on a daily basis. I know he'll still be around and he'll still be checking in with everybody, but, um, it'll be, it'll be different. You know, I coached Tara Watchhorn, who's now the head coach at BU. So obviously I know Tara, but it, it will be a little, little different, um, you know, not seeing Brian on, on that, that bench, uh, for the first time when they, when they come out and play, because he started the women's program. Um, and, uh, I was really, really lucky to be a part of that with him.
0: No doubt that Coach DeRocher is one of the great ambassadors of women's hockey, always so giving of his time. The only coach I think that's ever talked to me longer over the course of an interview is probably Peter Van Buskirk, the architect <laughs> of Holy Cross women's hockey. I think yeah. the first time I met Coach Van Buskirk, we were supposed to sit down for 15 minutes. I think he had me in his office for an hour and a half yeah. just stories. And you had a very active role alongside him to sort of chart the future of crusader women's hockey what were those two seasons like as he passed the torch to you
1: yeah it was it was great uh you know same with peter i we'll, we'll still talk and i know uh, i know when i call him i need to have more than 15 minutes of uh of a window um i actually saw him um i went my parents go to florida for a couple months in the winter and i uh, i saw him he lives like they're like near a, a river and he lives literally like right across the river so i went over and saw him and his wife susan for breakfast when i was down there in april so it was really nice really nice to catch up with peter and he'll he'll still call all the time and uh hey how about this kid how about this kid and he he just want hey peter how are you doesn't want to talk about himself all he wants to talk about is the team and uh and how we're doing and how we're progressing and so it's really really awesome that he's still so involved and still care so much still about this program. And I would say like, that's the biggest thing, my first two years here watching um, much like Brian, watching the respect that people have, you know, for Peter had for Peter, um, when he'd walk around campus and he knew everybody here. So just really seeing from his long career here and his success here, you know, Hey, I need to make sure that I kind of, you know, make sure I'm, I'm putting this in my, you know, my toolbox as well, to make sure that um, you follow the same path as Peter, when it came to, you know, everybody just knowing everybody and making sure he's reaching out to people and chatting. And um, so that was really, really something that Peter helped me with when I got here, just really understanding Holy Cross and why people love it so much. And when I could see him the way he was with, with how much he just, respected this place and enjoy this place it, it was easy for me to feel that same way within like a month <laughs> you know sometimes you, you get to a new place and you you figure things out and um but it was so easy to understand why this is such a special place just being around peter for for a couple of weeks and i didn't really know him before that so i was really thankful that i got to to cross paths with him uh before he retired and i mean he looks the same he acts the same he's still going to the gym Um, you know, the girls used to joke around and tell, tell stories that like sometimes in the weight room, they'd be down in the weight room and he would just go in and get on the bench and, and do, you know, grab the bar and, you know, do a couple, couple reps. Um, and, uh, you know, the way that student athletes talk about him, the alumni, the the amount of respect people have for him is, is just absolutely amazing.
0: There's a word you used in there to describe him that I think is perfect. Love. You could feel the love the time commitment, the passion he had, not just for women's hockey, but men's hockey, Mm -hmm. the entirety of the College of the Holy Cross. So that pivots to this sort of dual role you've had the last couple of seasons. Obviously, Holy Cross takes up a majority of your time. You've also had this great opportunity with Team USA Hockey. It sounds like that role may be pivoting a little bit, but how have you seen sort of blending those two coaching jobs working best for you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think... um... I think it's it's just making sure that you, you know, obviously always spending enough time with everything with Holy Cross. And I, I spent a lot of time at night um, or early in the morning, um, you know, with some of the, the meetings and things like that for when I was coaching with the U18 team. And I, I think the, the coolest thing with that is when you go to these camps in the summer, you're learning from... Um, you're with the national team staff, you're with the U22 staff, you're with um, camp coaches that all have a ton of knowledge. And so you're just talking hockey and you might be teaching the same things, but they might use different wording or they might teach it a little bit differently. And so that helps you. um, Those are things I can bring back here where maybe I'm trying to teach somebody something and and I just need to word it a little differently and then they get it. And I'm, I'm getting it from, uh, you know, coach X at camp. Um, So I think those things are really good. And I think that really brought a lot in, you know, with the professional development standpoint, um, you know, for myself and Devin and Meredith and Ryan are actually all at um, USA Hockey's USA uh, U -U 16, 17 camp right now. Uh, Meredith's the assistant coach with the national team, the U 18 national team this year. Uh, Devin's a camp coach and Ryan's there uh, running video. Um, So our whole staff is, um, really trying to stay involved and get that development um, outside because we could talk to each other all we want, but you got to learn outside. Um, and we learn inside every day, but but learning outside of our office is something that we um, all try to do. And, and so I think from that standpoint, it, it really, really helped. And you know, like you're you're doing you know similar systems, similar things, and age groups a little different. Um, you know, sometimes you might have a 15 year old with that group and we've got a 22 year old with our group, but uh, I, I'm very fortunate that I was able to do that. And, you know, for so long, and there's, I feel like there's times now this summer where I've kind of been like, okay, like I, I should have more work to do. Uh, so I've been trying to figure out how to, how to relax a little bit more and, you know, do some of those things. I, I find plenty of things to do to, to fill in that space, but Uh, You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's weird again. um, It's the last couple summers that I've really been trying to do two things. And so uh, I'm excited for this summer to, you know, do, you know, okay, can I do a few more things for Holy cross here? You know, I think as coaches, sometimes you're, you know, whether, whether it's right or wrong, I think you're kind of thinking every day, Hey, how do, how do I make our program better today? Was there one little thing I can do? Can I uh, do a, a little more, uh, you know, a teaching tape, a videotape. Can I uh, find a good article for the the team to read or a good book for the team to read? So um, I, I don't think it ever really turns off no matter how many, how many uh, teams you're coaching. But um, I was thankful to do it. And, and I'm happy to have a little more time this summer.
0: And we're thankful to get some of your time on one of the few. <laughs> off.
1: There we go.
0: Let's take one last break. When we return, we'll talk more with Coach LaChapelle about the bright future of hockey at Holy Cross right here on
2: Seder Stories. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly.
3: Wegmans Meals To Go makes eating well extra easy. Power up with one of our poke bowls or poke salads. They're made with all your favorite sushi ingredients and served over your choice of greens or grains. Pick from shrimp, king salmon, ahi tuna, and more. And poke is just the beginning. Our fresh-made salads, hand-rolled sushi, and other favorites can be delivered right to your door with a simple tap or click. Order on the app or visit meals2go.com. Select stores only. Minimum $20 order for delivery. Check availability in your area. The right way to top a sub is with real red wine
0: vinegar made from red grapes and no food coloring. And the right way to film it is in
2: slow motion. Obviously. Because authentic ingredients make a sub above. We are UMass Memorial Health, and innovation is something that defines us, that drives us to discover new ways to provide answers and hope, to provide opportunity and access and equity for everyone, to redefine what medicine can do and how it can heal relentlessly. Getting that perfect slice is
0: satisfying, fulfilling, and rewarding too. But we don't do it for fun. We do it for fresh. Slice to order makes a sub above. 2023 Holy Cross football season tickets are now on sale. Secure your seat all season long at Fit and Field with the four-time defending Patriot League champs. Learn more about season tickets at goholycross.com/tickets or by calling 1-844-GO-CROSS. I'm Kevin Gale, voice of the Crusaders, welcoming you back to Seder Stories, presented by UMass Memorial Health. This episode is a Crusader coaching profile on Katie LaChapelle from Holy Cross Women's Hockey. Coach, you've coached in Hockey East now for the last two decades. When you arrived at Holy Cross, there was a very challenging yet exciting opportunity in taking this program from D3 elite to D1 competitor. How do your colleagues in Hockey East now react to the major games, games you've created for the Crusaders?
1: Yeah. You know, I think the, the one thing that always gets talked about with our program is I'd like to think we're pretty disciplined, but, I, but I know something that, you know, teams talk about are how competitive we are um, and how we try to play with, with the highest compete level, no matter the score, no matter what it's because like you said in the beginning years there were some challenges, you know, there's some very lopsided scores or you know, we're stuck in our end a lot. And it's not like that anymore. You know, this year especially, um, every game was back and forth. We were in every game, we had a chance to win every game. And I, I think, you know, now, you know, I, I don't know if I want to put words into other people's mouths, but I do think You were maybe you were taken seriously, but not as seriously as we are taken now, Uh, especially with the fact that we've been able to have, you know, some some pretty big wins or or keep keeping teams right down to the end of the game where it's a one goal game or it ends up being a two goal game because of it because of uh, we pulled our goalie. And so I think when you have changes like that, where I would say even even last year, at times we would get pinned pinned in our zone. At times, and in this year, there have been games that we've been able to pin people in their zones a little bit, and certainly back and forth. And, and I know we've we've had a, a you know an up in our wins. Obviously, we're not happy with that. We want to we want that higher. And uh, I think as a as a group, we felt we could have had three, four, five more wins this year. Um, just with a couple, you know, maybe a cu- we needed a, a just a one or two more goals where we had some great chances and we just couldn't put something in. And, you know, we're out shooting an opponent where maybe last year we weren't out shooting a lot of people. Um, and, and this year we are in a couple more goals. And I, I think we have high achievers on our team uh, in the classroom, uh, in life. And, and so I think from a from a hockey standpoint, they're, they're high achievers and they, and they want more. And, you know, we have lofty goals for ourselves and, you know, we didn't hit the goals that we wanted to hit this year. Um, And they don't want to play in another playing game. They don't want to play in another playing game on the road. And so we have those steps. Okay. Hey, we got to get that playing game at home next year, or we didn't, we got to not be in the playing game. And so how can we uh, move forward there? And, and uh, so I, I think, I think we've opened some eyes at the, uh, at the competitiveness that we have. And every year we're continuing to get kids that, you know, have some, some pretty good goal, goal scoring ability um, and some pretty, in some kids that have some pretty good defending and um, you know, something good's going to happen here. I feel it this year. And uh, we'll keep, keep moving forward and we're going to play hard every year game no matter what. And that's what we recruit. We want those kids that have high compete level um and and uh and you know good talent that can come in here and and help us out right away.
0: And it's not just wins, it's quality wins against great teams in your league. A couple years ago, that stunning victory against Northeastern, the powerhouse of this league. I can tell you for a fact Dave Flint never lets his team yeah. forget that when he faces off against you guys. But last year alone, two wins against ranked teams, UConn, UVM. We know winning is a habit, and you're starting to get a taste for it now with this program. What would you say has been the most satisfying victory for your players and your coaches over the last couple of seasons?
1: Yeah, you know, I think there, for different reasons, I think there have have been a few. You know, the, that Vermont game at the beginning of the year, um, this year, I think, set the tone for our, team for the year say hey we can be in every game and I don't know if we hadn't had that big win that early you know would what would the mentality have been um and I think the players that we have in the locker room it still would have been hey we can be in every game but I think that really helped starting off the season with a win Um, you know first first game of the the season with union was a win Um, so I think like setting the tone early was huge for us um, and and so I, I, you know, but I think um, one of the, the best things for our program was that Fenway game. We had tied BU, uh, we were, sorry, we lost in overtime, um, one of the last games of the first term to them and we were right there. And so we, um, to be able to, to come back and play in that environment, I think is something that, that I know the, the young women will um, continue to. Uh, always remember but I think just the way we started this year with a couple wins right at the start and having them be a a pretty big one but you know the first year we beat Harvard the second year um, you know it was Northeastern when they were ranked I think it was fifth in the country at that time so some of those wins and those wins where you're you're down a goal and you come back and we had a couple this year with UNH that it was um, we were down three and then we fought back and unfortunately lost in the end but the The digging and the coming back and and knowing that we can keep that just because someone gets a couple goals ahead of us, the game's not over. And I do think maybe in the past, that's how we felt. And now we know we can come back. So some of them were the wins, and some were some of them were the losses that I think we had some good lessons in. Um, but I, I would certainly say, Um, That Vermont game at the beginning of the year set the tone for us. And then I thought we played probably the best game we've ever played when we beat UConn at the end of the year. UConn plays extremely structured and uh, very disciplined in their play every game, like no matter who they're playing, they play the same way. And for us to be able to really pick that apart a little bit and, and in their brand new building and in that environment to get that win that we really needed at the end of the year. um, I I thought was fantastic for us. And uh, again, one of the more complete games I think we've, we've played uh, in my time here.
0: I just feel so much momentum right now for the two programs side-by-side at heart center rink. When Bill Riga took over the men's hockey program two years ago, he had some work to do. We saw that pay off quickly with a deep Atlantic hockey tournament run last season. What kind of ongoing conversations are you two having now about building both your programs in tandem?
1: Yeah. You know, I I think the, the good thing, Bill, Bill and I get along great. Our programs get along great. I'm, I'm constantly down there in his office and um, we're talking hockey, we're talking things off ice on ice. Um, So I think I, I, you know, I know Kit, Kit Hughes, you know, he always talks about, the hockey programs it's not men's hockey it's not women's hockey it's the hockey programs and i think this this you know this this the college just wants both of our programs to continue to move forward and have success and uh and i think um, you know Bill and I's relationship has has certainly grown like i think from the first second he he took the job we were texting already right away and um and and so i just think he's a great resource for me uh to be able to go down there and you know talk hockey and and talk uh leadership and talk all of those things that make your program move forward we, you know last year we were you know i didn't love how our D zone was looking and we went down there and he we we're watching video together, um, on some of the things and talking hockey this way, you know, earlier a couple of weeks ago, I was, I was in there, we planned a meeting and, um, just talking some leadership things. So I'm I'm thankful that, that he's, uh, down there and he's willing to share and, and, uh, they had a great year. And I, I mean, they're just going to keep getting better. He's a fantastic coach. And, um, you know, I'm excited to, to be able to watch their practices, um, and pick his brain, uh, as much as I can. And as much as he's, He's always here too, so it's nice. We're both always uh, in the office, so I know at any moment I could probably catch him down there and ask him a question, so it's been nice.
0: And I know you love being in that office. You love working on
1: campus.
0: (laughs) We've got a lot to look forward to next winter between the two programs. Coach, before we let you go, we always wrap up our coaching profiles with a set of rapid-fire questions. So give us the first thing that comes to mind. Here we go. Favorite hockey player of all time? cam neely offense or defense offense (laughs) no pause there Favorite tv show
1: oh that's a tough one i don't i don't watch a ton of tv but i like a show called community they don't have new new episodes but it's really funny
0: that's a really funny one dogs or cats
1: dogs i'm allergic to cats don't want to be around them at any moment they can attack you i don't trust them
0: Okay, this has turned into an anti-cat podcast. (laughs) If you weren't a coach, what would your job be?
1: I'd I'd think teacher. I think I'd be a teacher.
0: Twitter or Instagram?
1: Oh, geez. Uh, Twitter, but I'm not great for either.
0: When you're not coaching, what's your hobby?
1: Um, I like to uh, honestly just hang out with friends and and family and uh, fishing, boating, all that good stuff.
0: Favorite place to vacation?
1: Uh, Maine with my parents and my family. I know that's cheesy, right? But oh, I, you're I a like mainer. Yeah, I'm a Mainer. I liked going back.
0: And in the summer, it's heavenly, vacation land. Favorite yeah. spot on Holy Cross's campus.
1: Um, I like the Hovel. I think it's just peaceful down there. Um, and honestly, like I, I like back here sitting in well, these are these are supposed to be one answer questions. Right. So I'm, I'm ruining your, I'm ruining the, the, uh, the game here. Hoval. I'm just gonna say Hoval.
0: Everyone's getting a peek into how our phone calls go before broadcast. Coach (laughs)
1: loves me
0: all the time. And last (laughs) but not least, you're just like Peter Van Busker. What's the best part of your job?
1: Um, the people just being around, um, our student athletes and seeing, uh, seeing them grow.
0: Katie LaChapelle, thank you again for joining us. In all seriousness, it's, it's always great connecting with you. Thank you so much for all the time you've given us. We can see the hard work your players and coaches are putting into this program, and we wish you the very best heading into next winter.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it.
0: And my thanks to everyone for tuning in to Seder Stories. I'm Kevin Gale. Go CrossGo.